people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm zach mccoy and i'm your boy triumph and we are your oscar grouches and welcome to the oscar worsty podcast thursday show acting direct where we take a look at the filmographies of oscar winning actors who took their turn behind the camera and what are we watching this week zach we're watching the jack nicholson directed drive he said from 1971 it's a counterculture collegiate calamity, and the kids are going cuckoo. Very nice. This is everybody's first time watching Drive, he said. Yes. This is not my other than first time. It is my first time, yes. That was a word salad, <laughs> sir. I, that was very confusing. <laughs> meant, meant to be. Well, we're going to say Oscar firsties then. I had Whee! not seen this despite owning it on Crime. Criterion for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And it came in the BBS box set, which I've watched other things in. Mm-hmm. Just not this. Was uh, it because the title's so horrible? You were like, that doesn't sound interesting? Or. No, it's just. You get. Uh, I, I buy a stack of Criterions at a time and I just don't get around to them. If I would have known there was nothing else on this disc except for two movies, I may have watched it already. But I usually like set aside entire days to watch Criterion discs so I could get into all of the special features, mm. especially ones that have like entire other movies on them. <laughs> yeah. So does this have the documentary on it? No, no. Oh, the okay. this disc has Drive, he said, and uh, I don't have it on me right now. There's a second movie on here. I think that's. Directed by Henry Jaglum and started starring Jack Nicholson. Mm. Uh, Jaglum being the, the the professor whose wife the main character is sleeping with. Oh. So. Gotcha. And that's how I'm going to freeze on this episode. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I look determined. Determined. Um, yeah. So. Uh. We'll do an introduction as Jack Nicholson as an Oscar winner because this film comes out four years before he wins his first Oscar, mm. which he wins for One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975. Right. Uh, he would go on to win his second Academy Award for the 1983 film Terms of Endearment, mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actor, and would win his third in 1997 for... James, another James L. Brooks film, as good as it gets, and it gets mm-hmm. good, indeed. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's been nominated multiple other times outside of that. Was he nominated for? He was nominated for Five Easy Pieces, right? I believe. Uh, if he wasn't, he should have. I believe so. Let me find out. Let's. Thank you, Stat Daddy. Let's... Who's the Stat Daddy? Look up old Jack here. All right. Jack's nominations are Best Supporting Actor in 1969 for Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. Best, Best Actor nominations for 
five easy pieces. The last detail. Chinatown. One for of the Cuckoo's Nest, of course, which you won. Supporting actor nominations for Reds in 1981. Oh. Terms of Endearment, which he wins. Um, Prizzy's Honor in 1985. Ironweed in 87. A Few Good Men in 92. As Good As It Gets in 97. And About Schmidt in 2002. Phew. Those are his Oscar nominations. One, two, three, four, five, six. 9, 10, 11, 12, 12, three wins. Mm. So he's batting 250. Yeah. Hell of a resume. God, so many good ones. And glaring omission of Batman, in my opinion. Uh, you're not going to get any argument out of me. <laughs> the movie that made me want to be an actor. <laughs> yep. All right. And now we'll do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. Drive, he said, is nominated for no Academy Awards. <laughs> Though it did premiere at Con. <laughs> Not very favorably, if I recall. Uh, boot out of the building. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, but <coughs> but then Jack, Jack turns around and uses that as part of the, uh, the uh, advertising campaign, calling it the most controversial film at Con. <laughs> Now, what's controversial about this? Just that it got it got booed at con. Okay, I know there was some some hem and hod about the nudity, you know, because it's New Hollywood and they're striking up some new things, and people's sensibilities were a little ruffled. Yep, and uh, and Mash had come out the year before and dropped the f bomb in a film for the first time. Mm -hmm. And this film's like, hey, we can start using it all over the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm terrible. I don't have stats in front of me. When did Vietnam officially end? Uh, like 74, 75. Okay. So you still got Vietnam going on. We are in the height of Vietnam War. Yeah. Which really, like, really kicks off in about 67. Mm -hmm. So... So let's let's get into this movie since we're we've got no breakdown. No breakdown. Well, what's up with this title? Explain this title. It, it it's a line from the movie. Okay. Yeah, which is a poem, and I guess uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. No, I need I I I meant to read the poem before coming on here, so I had a little more context of maybe why it was chosen. Um, <coughs> it's a terrible Sorry. title. Terrible. I, I'm I'm fine with it. I see nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I that's just the beginning of it. Mm. This movie's absolutely fucking god awful. Mm. This movie mm. sucks ass. <laughs> it's terrible. There's nothing remotely good about this movie. Hmm. I'll say I think there's a very good movie beneath the surface. There's uh I like a lot of the the ideas and the content. I, I, I think if it were a little less chaotic and pulled back and let us look at the characters a little more, um, the, the basketball scenes are, are, are mess. And, oh, they're so beautifully shot though. No, they're uh, not. They are, they are absolutely are. Half, so I, half of them are nice. I couldn't the wait other to get are, on here and talk about this because I, <laughs> Paul still continues to confuse the ever-living fuck out of me 
on <laughs> what he finds a good movie or not because the things that y'all brought up about Journal for Jordan mm-hmm. are right here in this film. Oh no, they're not. This film. Oh no, they are. They are absolutely. The, the camera shot. work on this film is fucking atrocious. So good. So Bill bad. Butler's cinematography is wah, and the fact that the fact that Nicholson got him before uh, both. Francis Ford Coppola used him so perfectly in the conversation and Spielberg would go on to use him so perfectly with Jaws. Oh, it just makes me even happier. See. Well, I'm, I'm glad other people could use him perfectly because Jack Nicholson. Because Jack did. Oh, my God. His cinematography <laughs> is perfect. Zach, I, please talk. I think half of the cinematography is good and the other half gave me a headache. The, there's too much. The ca- too the camera's much. too shaky. The camera's too fucking shaky. Uh, there, I think there are some... Uh, I read something about um, the way the basketball scenes were shot um, being influential over future sports movies. And, and I could see that for some of them, but like in the beginning, the very beginning of the movie, I don't know if you're not supposed to be able to kind of tell what's going on. Maybe that's the point, but not really. It's supposed to be kind of chaotic. And that's what I love about it. I just felt like it needed some space to breathe. And we get that later on, but I didn't, I didn't love, I didn't love the camera work, but I do. I think the, I think it and the lighting. performance. I think it and the performances are definitely the, the oh God, strongest. The performances are <laughs> might be worse than the cinematography. <laughs> oh, every performance of this film is really good. I, I, <laughs> I didn't like the guy that was playing Hector. Uh, I liked him a lot. There's such an honesty to him. Oh, he's terrible. He's absolutely for, fucking atrocious. Fact, this I, is I, first time there's acting. a reason why this was his only starring film because he f- is god awful. He Actually, is bad. He's not. I think Tepper <laughs> does a really good job, and it's probably his only acting role because he's not really an actor. We know that. We, I saw that in the movie. <laughs> I think. I think he's magnetic in this film. Mm. I, I found him. Oh, go on, Zach. I found Hector uh, uh, Tepper, William Tepper, is that his name? Yeah. I, I found him kind of sleepy and dopey, and I guess maybe for the character, but I just, I I read somewhere, somebody said, if Jack Nicholson was younger, he would have been perfect for the role. I felt he would have brought more energy and uh, sincerity to it. I I think it's actually real funny how Michael Margota, who plays Gabriel, looks so much like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the guy playing Gabriel is actually really good, although... Uh, it's the writing that maybe lets him down more than him. Uh, I like I'll his say, character. I find he's interesting. I'll, I'll say the, the biggest problem with this film is that the film is a little too messy. Mm-hmm. It's not cohesive. And whenever, whenever we're spending time with Gabriel, it feels like a different movie. Yeah. Gabriel's I think it's the, an editing issue. The, the roommate. crazy fucking yeah. one who's naked the pro- at the end, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, who's who's trying to avoid the draft. What well, the other thing too is like they have these unnecessary shower scenes. <laughs> I don't think they're unnecessary, you know, poking in the butt. It's you know, it's a they're just you gotta they do it. It does nothing to drive story or plot or anything. It's literally just there to be there. Like mm. I stir I, a little brotherhood, you know. I don't know. But there's like three, there's like three <laughs> shower scenes randomly in the film. There's just no need for them. I suppose. It's, I think it's the that new Hollywood pushing the limits thing. Just uh, maybe because you do it because you can. Yeah, and uh, I think I, that a a lot of the new Hollywood stuff that's coming out is real episodic and doesn't 
doesn't string along narrative the same way because as you said they're they're trying to push storytelling and film into a different direction so mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't always work but a lot of you know the 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 great examples are great and examples like this are forgotten for reasons mm. yeah see the- i f- i feel like there's a difference in last week's film when it's chaotic and there's unnecessary stuff in there, but there's something charmful about it. This movie just doesn't have any of that for me. And I hate watching a film where there's no likable characters. Like, there's no likable characters at all in this film. Like, everybody is a shitbag in this film in some way. Like, he's shitty. Like, she's like, yo, I'm pregnant. We can't be fucking no more. And he's like, well... I got the clap and I'm going to stalk you. You followed him? (laughs) He's shitty for fucking around on her boyfriend with it. Like there's nothing but shitty characters in this film. Who am I rooting for here? Nobody. Shout out to. So what am I watching? You're you're watching. Go on, Zach. I was going to say, you don't always have to have somebody root for. Yeah. You're just watching a, a slice of life in the American experience. You don't have to root for somebody. No, I have. I have to find a character that I can either relate to Mm. or appreciate their journey and want to see them succeed. And there's nothing in this film that does either for me. And again, maybe y'all are talking about this new Hollywood and they're just pushing boundaries to push boundaries, but I don't like sex scenes and nudity for the sake of just having sex scenes and nudity. And that's just what this film has. There was a really bad sex scene in the car whatever in the car was. where she's That's... like orgasming which is cool <laughs> but it's like what exactly i couldn't even tell long. what was happening it was, like, it was like a five minute sex scene it felt like i was like Jesus christ <laughs> i couldn't tell if he was eating her ass or what but then he <laughs> Just the position. That's, that's that great They're... bill what's his They're... name bill burns fucking bill yeah. butler bill mm. butler amazing cinematographer who does a great job on this yeah. um you see if they're they're in a stingray. Yeah. She's just sitting on his lap. <laughs> well, how about put it in a new car? Put it in a different car. Shoot it from a different angle. Because <laughs> it's just her big body and his small head. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. I like that it was a close-up on her, but I think it lasted too long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I, You're not going to find... You're not going to find me say anything positive about this okay. film. I'm just letting y'all know. There's nothing hidden deep in there that I can <laughs> say this movie sucks. I like the the juxtaposition of the collegiate experience and the counterculture revolution movement. I like those ideas. And I like I like overall kind of the story that's going on where you got the guy who's struggling with what he wants to do with his future and the other one who's like, the world's fucked up. Let's do something about it. But I just I feel like yeah, the, right, the writing is where it's it's a real I, I think a lot of the writing is good, but I don't think the two stories ever come together. Yeah, I I like everything that's going on with Hector, like his entire storyline. I'm very much into and I like everything going on with Gabriel. I just it, it, it's a lot like um, Jojo Rabbit for me, where we're watching two different movies I at the same not- time. I was not a fan of Jojo Rabbit, though. I'm I'm not a big fan of Jojo Rabbit either, but I I think it's the the most apt example I can come up with at the moment. 
mm. where I'm just watching two two movies happen on a screen at the same time. And while they intersect, they don't ever feel like the same movie. Mm-hmm. And that really is the biggest drawback of this film for me. Now, isn't he supposed to be some great player, some great basketball player, right? Because <laughs> he doesn't I mean, look that good when they're showing the scenes. I'm like, he's actually not that great of a basketball player. I mean, and that sucks. <laughs> that's, that's always the issue you're going to run into when you're doing a movie and you're using someone who's not yeah, proficient he was, in the thing they're supposed to be proficient in. Yeah. He was, I think he was like a decent, uh, maybe college basketball player, uh, in real he's, life. And you know, he, <laughs> he's got the fundamentals. I don't know how he, that would translate to early seventies <laughs> NBA <laughs> to talk about him getting drafted and stuff, which, you know, it's a little funny, but yeah. You know, and the game's completely different than it's not as fast paced as it is now. Yeah. He had some good passes in there. A couple of good mm-hmm. shots. Yeah, <laughs> Gotta get them passes in. Um, can anybody explain <coughs> the ending where he's like, your mother called. Like, I just didn't understand the whole point of that. Like, okay. Drive, he said. Your mother called. Uh, I think it was an attempt to bring him back to reality or something. I'm not sure. But wouldn't he not even be able to hear him? Probably not. Not the point. Well, what, I know. What is the point? I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, that's I, what I'm asking. I, I can't tell you. It's sick. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, he probably could have heard him if he was like, or did they sedate him? I, I, no, they didn't sedate him. They just put him in the back. But he was right on the back, like banging on it, yelling, your mother called the first time. So I think he was trying. My, my interpretation was that he was trying to, like, snap him back to reality. Like, Gabriel, come back. You're, you're a person. You have a family. Oh, know. and he tried to rape rape this girl. I totally f- forgot about that scene where he, mm-hmm. he tries to rape homegirl. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, he's a mess. So I don't, are we, I don't know if we're supposed to align with his views. No, I think, or, it, I, my feeling is that it, it's just like a you know, metaphor or whatever for the uh, the youth that's upset with the war and they don't know what to do and and shit is happening and good and bad as far as like the you have riots and uh, protests of different variety. And I don't know, but that's another thing where I don't think the story really gets it right. Yeah, it I think it's a little I think it's a little transparent when it shouldn't be at times. Uh, but I think that is for a reason. I think they're trying to have you kind of map yourself into this mindset well again they're just trying to tell an unconventional story and well uh nicholson's not got a lot of solid writing credits before this i I think it's an interesting way to go about it if not completely successful Mm -hmm. yeah so ultimately it's not a i don't uh have a lot of love for the movie but i'm i Thought it was interesting, at least when I was watching it. It had some interesting ideas, but not necessarily something I liked much. Squint, squint. Uh, I so kind of to deviate from that. This Criterion Collection, Paul. What mm-hmm. what is the name of the studio? Uh, BBS Productions. Okay. Now they get a Criterion Collection because why? Because they are a very important voice in the new Hollywood cinema. They. They essentially help usher in New Hollywood with uh, Easy Rider. Uh, they 
continue with things like five easy pieces and the last picture show, which are both Oscar uh, best picture nominees as well mm-hmm. as easy writer. Of course, I'm they, assuming they went under. Oh yeah. Pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, because it was, it was a real artist collective and I can't imagine even in the new Hollywood system that a lot of their films, a lot of them are very, I'm trying to think of how to put this the right way. A lot of them, they're not accessible yeah. to a lot of like mainstream audiences, even yeah. in this time. I mean, there were, I don't know. I, I guess there's probably indie film that existed before it, but it's like one of the original indie film kind of things. Yeah, exactly. So and, you're saying they're not, they weren't profitable. Yeah. Outside of the few that they had. Yeah. Like, you know, we look back on Easy Rider and Five Easy Pieces and Last Picture Show and, and even The Monkey's Head has a real fervent um yeah cult status amongst me and my wife especially <laughs> uh so i i i would really have to like look into all of them i know head didn't do well financially i can almost assume this one didn't because it wasn't loved by critics and it didn't find the awards recognition as some of the other three films that I keep mentioning, mm-hmm. but yeah, these, these guys came and went, I mean, their first movie 68, their last movie 71. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like Rafel, it's Bob Rafelson. It's Jack Nicholson. It's uh, Dennis Hopper. Like it's this real artist collective. Mm-hmm. And I know you weren't a fan of easy writer either, Trav, but if, if I, I'm sure you've got a ton of things to watch, you got a list, but I would really recommend for you personally. I think you would like five easy pieces. I think, I think that one's got a heart and emotion that um, that is uh, timeless. Yeah, Jack Nichols is a real piece of shit in that movie. <laughs> he is. He as, is as one is. <laughs> but but there's reasons behind it, and you get to that in the film. So, uh, and I would highly recommend the Last Picture Show if you want to be depressed for the rest of it. Uh, I I would follow I've heard up of that, that one. Film, it's it's excellent too. I, I love it. But just for Trav, I think Five Easy Pieces is a test that one out. Yeah. It's probably their most their most commercially accessible film. Drive, he said. Drive, he said. <laughs> interesting drive experiment. He did. That is for he sure. Did. Right up the key into the basket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Bruce Stern was great. He, he's Bruce the best. Stern is I, I love seeing him. I haven't seen yeah. him much. Uh, uh, seen him in much where he's younger than like 70 years old. So <laughs> yeah and he's already he's already the the father type in this movie yeah 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 that's it for me all that's right me. well then let's get to some worsty judgments and tramp yeah we're sitting on your nicholson ratings oh man i see I know we were swindled last week, so I don't know <laughs> if it really counts as a Jack Nicholson film. But I mean, regardless, I mean, this movie's dead last for sure when it comes to Jack Nicholson work. I mean, it still ain't as bad as Leatherheads, in my opinion, overall. And I don't know, maybe it's it's down there at Suburbicon too. Um, but yeah. It, this one's definitely dead last for you, boy. I give it a one star. <laughs> All right, Zach, where's this sitting on your list? 
Well, uh, you know, I wasn't as kind to the terror. I only gave that two stars. So this is actually my number one right now for Nicholson. I uh, gave it three stars. I think it's not great, but it's got some ideas that I like, and I admire the uh, experimentation and the the things that Nicholson's trying. Um, so overall, got it fifth from last overall, right in between the Monuments Men and uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Well, Paul, yeah. What did you uh, think? Uh, so for my Nicholson ratings, this is my number one with a bullet. Um, I gave this one four stars. Uh, everything Zach said. I think there's big ideas in this that don't quite become the cohesive I- singular idea that I think it sh- should be. But I think Jack deserves all the credit for directing the hell out of this movie and a bunch of actors and Bill Butler's cinematography is gorgeous and only gets better as time goes on. I can't get worse. <laughs> That's for sure. So, Oh, it can get worse. Cause this is a really well shot movie. <laughs> if I had to give Bill Butler a performance on his own. I'm so, giving him four and a half stars. So uh, here's a one last question for you, Trav. Do you think the, yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like the, the cinematography and the camera work is fine, but the editing is really bad. Like, or do you just think it's all bad? Dude, I just think this movie is horrible. Like, I, gotcha. I don't see anything that Paul's seeing. Okay. To be, to be honest with you. this, no? this movie flat out is a fucking stinker to me. It sucks <laughs> ass. Nah, this ass. Yes. It's just, it's why well, I know he hasn't developed into the Jack Nicholson that I guess we know. It, it's really wild to we're, me that this is we're, a movie we're in, that he wrote. We're in the era. In. We're in the era that he is becoming that Jack Nicholson. Yeah, because he's he's coming off his decade run with uh, Corman, mm. doing a lot of interesting work with him, like Little Shop of Horrors and Crybaby Killer, the Poe stuff, uh, and. Uh, now he's coming into his own. He's started his own production company with his friends and he co-writes head with the monkeys. And now he's becoming, now he's becoming a counterculture icon. Yep. And will eventually be winning Academy Awards in just a few more years. And, and inviting all the women into his dressing room to try out for the nudity parts. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Knocking up all the waitresses downtown. Right. Mm. Eh, you got to so. do something. It's the seven. It's the late sixties or the seventies. Anyway, yeah, yeah. All right. Well then, we'll call it there. Trap. Let people know where they can find you on the media's social. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm on the Instagram at zk audios. I am. Where else am I? On the Twitter and the TikToks at t r a v i o s z k. Or I'm also on the Letterbox, ranking and rating my daily movie watches, and it's crazy. Because I have, like, no Studio Ghibli stuff ranked on my letterbox. Like, it was well, just wild. Ponyo and Spirited Away. Hmm. So wild. I'm watching these. Like, I've seen all these movies before, at least most of them. Mm-hmm. But I guess just not since I've had a letterbox. So I've been knocking that back. However, I did see Tales from Earthsea. And mm. I enjoy that movie. Yeah, okay. Goro's fine. I it's wild to me that this is the film 
that his dad was like, you don't deserve to direct this film. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Like, it blows my mind. You know what? You're a real piece of shit. <laughs> Insane to me. So, yeah. uh, I haven't seen From Up on Poppy Hill, but I thought Earwig and the Witch sucked. So It's, it's bad. It's, a it's bad. real bad. Mm. So, um, we'll see. You know, yeah. if, uh, uh, From Up on Poppy Hill is good, but... I like that one. What from up on Poppy Hill? Yeah, yeah, but no, I like Earthsea. I can understand where children would. Fu- it doesn't have the charm that yeah. Studio Ghibli films have. So I understand a child watching this film and dry. going, "This is boring." Yeah, it's very dry. It's a serious story. It's a good story. Hmm. It's just I understand where ch- it would. There's a disconnect with children. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I didn't watch when Marnie was there with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is not the the fantasy fair that they're used to, and I don't think they're gonna connect with this story. Right? Yeah. Right. I totally agree. All right, Zach. Where can people find you? <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> you can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X A K K M A S T E R, TikTok, House Hot, uh, House Havoc, Searching Havoc, or my name on Letterbox, Mister Workman. Uh, you can follow me at. Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related material. And you can follow me at Father of the Fear on uh, the two places that I normally say, Twitter and Letterboxd, <laughs> where I'm keeping a tally of all the films that I watched. And I really didn't watch much this week, but I did watch... Uh, Leanne said she wanted to watch Hellboy, so we watched the original Hellboy 2004, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Just doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing. It's a great movie. I forgot to mention it yesterday, but we also watched Minions this week because because of the deal that I made with my children. (laughs) That if they sat with me through all these movies, I'd watch all the Minions movies. Deal with the devil. Now they like the Minions movies. They love the Minions, and I cannot stand them. Well, Uh, well, we know this. Trav, I I know exactly how you felt about Drive. He said while I was watching Minions. I'm not a Minion fan either because I kind of I like the Despicable Me movies, but if the Minions weren't there, they would be much better movies. They they would probably jump up to like at least four star movies if there are no Minions. Yeah, the, they're good movies, but those Minions, man, they're just I just don't understand. <laughs> Why people just, are like, hey, we want to watch a whole movie of... Yeah, I just want to shove crazy. knitting needles in my ears. Like, <laughs> just the fucking worst. <laughs> anyway, Minions gets uh, half a star for me because they had really great needle drops. Yeah. Yeah, Despicable Me does too. So it's an ongoing thing in that franchise. Ah, uh, yeah, but the, the, ones in, the ones in Minions, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm... Because they were, you know, I'm a British classic rock. Yeah, good British invasion guy, and hearing the Kinks and fucking Hendrix experience, and yeah, you know, that's that's where I'm at. Yup. Where, where where are we at? And we are at thanking Trav for producing <laughs> our podcast. Thanking Chad Ramsey for a missed excellent theme song for making. Thanking Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram because we are at. Oscar Rusty Pod and on Facebook, the Oscar Rusty Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave the next five star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. The almighty algorithm. I did it again. I let you go uh, without asking me a question. So we'll just put it in right here, right? Okay, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. What are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching Going South, which Nicholson directed in 1978. You can rent that on Amazon, Google, Vudu, or YouTube. All right. Catch them in between Oscar wins. Yeah. And I did. Algorithm, five stars. Give us. There we go. So, four. That. Trav. And, uh, you know, I had a name and it dropped. What's your face? Black. What's your. I was uh, Karen Black. Ooh, Karen really Black. good. I thought you were talking about Rebecca Black. I was gonna say, and uh, and uncredited writer Terrence Malick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, we have a damn fine day. <laughs> <laughs>